those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. Welcome, 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 our beautiful locksmiths, boys and girls, whoever's listening, we love to have you along, we're super happy that you're here, um, jumping right into it, you know, we're here, we're hanging out, it is Friday night, just hanging out here with Spaz, the Parlay Prince of the South, and we're talking sports with you, so come on, hang out for a little bit, um, and, and always, as, as we always say, you know, tell us, do your thing, so we're just jumping right into it here, um, you know, following off of last episode, we talked a lot about the Packers, Niners, Thursday Night Football, and I think it's safe to say that me and Spaz were on top of that game all day long. It was Packers minus seven. Um, if you watch the game, absolute blowout. And I'm not talking – I mean, the final score was maybe 34-17, but, I mean, there was some garbage time points. There. I'm talking absolute blowout. Um, so, so what did you see there, Spaz? What did you what did you see on the uh, on the Packers nine Niners Thursday night game? Those Niners injuries absolutely destroyed them. Nick Mullins is garbage as fuck. University of Southern Mississippi, like come on, that was just an embarrassment. Niners dealing with that hangover from the Super Bowl last year. You know, Packers showing that they're legit, showing that don't count them out yet. Absolutely, and, and it's I mean it is absolutely crazy to think too. I mean the Packers have pretty much one wide receiver in Devontae Adams. Don't get me wrong. He's maybe the greatest dude on the planet right now. But, you know, still, I mean, we have a team. It's really – it's the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams show for really looking at it like that. And then I saw a crazy stat. This absolutely blew my mind. And it was that last game on Thursday, the game that they played on Thursday, there wasn't a single person on offense that had an offensive touch that was playing last night. That was, that was in the <laughs> NFC Championship of last year. So that just goes to show you those injuries are mounting for those Niners. But again, I mean, obviously they're, they're still a good team. I, I think what we saw last night was bizarre to see a minus seven line there for the Packers, but we hammered it. I know you guys hammered it too. Absolutely beautiful night for us there, but kind of shifting over here to the NBA real quick. We just got the announcement that the NBA is going to be having a 72 game season. Um, a lot of questions going on around that, you know, where things are going to be played, what's going on. And so really, really diving into it, I know, Spaz, you're the NBA guy. Kind of take me through what's going on here. Yeah, you know, NBA greatest sport of all time is uh, has an announcement for the return date. A lot of people speculated it would be after Christmas. It's actually December 22nd, which makes it the quickest return from a sports league from after the championship to the start of their next season. It's at 71 days. LeBron is pissed the fuck off. He wants rest. He let people know, you know, don't. Get mad at me if I take some load management this year just because how quick the return is. Something uh, interesting about the NBA return is the Raptors have to play in the United States. So they're looking at where they could quite possibly play. The rumors going around right now is Louisville. They have the Yum Center where the Louisville Cardinals play. It's ideal. Honestly, it's, it's as nice as a lot of these NBA arenas like Memphis and Milwaukee. It's a really nice center, so don't be surprised if you see Raptors playing Louisville next year. I expect to get the announcement of where they will play soon. Yeah, super interesting. That was just we saw that in uh, with the baseball season there with the Blue Jays, Toronto Blue Jays. They had to play over there in Buffalo again. They had to play at a minor league stadium, so it looked a little funny. But yeah, those the rules over there in Canada um, a little bit more strict. Obviously, crossing the border here, 
a little bit more strict, but that's crazy. What what are they saying as far as any bubbles? Are they talking fans? What's going on with that? Situation? We haven't heard too much yet. We're going to hear more as the days follow and the story develops, but uh, I honestly don't know. I don't think they will have a bubble. I think they're just going to say fuck it and wing it since the NFL is doing that. I think they should have a bubble since it worked out so great last time. We also don't know any updates on the vaccines. Then again, we were supposed to fucking vaccine. And here we are in November looking like dumbasses in America. Only thing else I got to say about the NBA return is the villains of the NBA, the Golden State Warriors, you either love them or hate them. I fucking hate them. I wish they would all die in a plane crash. They're going to be fully uh, back healthy. And they got the second picture of the draft. A lot of people think they're going to pick James Wiseman, center out of the University of Memphis. Regardless of who they pick, they're going to be a force to reckon with. And they've had a lot of offseason. So that's yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess just kind of tailing off your point there, I guess it's it's really, you know, no love lost there for any of the fans, sports fans, just because, again, I mean, that you know, no one really goes to NBA games anyway. I know it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like a chore to do. So I think a lot of people are going to be happy that, um, you know, there's, there's going to be no fans there. But, yeah, going, going into some of those NBA teams, again, I, I'm not big into the NBA. You know, I'm not crazy about watching the sport, if that's what you want to call it, a sport. Uh, but, right. you know – it, it's crazy to see right now a lot of the money, a lot of the hot money is coming into the uh, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe that's because K, it's, it's got to be a healthy KD and Kyrie Irving, right? I mean, what do you what do you see from the Nets this year? Do you think they're going to take the East? Well, the most interesting about the Nets is Steve Nash is their head coach. It's his first time will be a head coach. If you guys can hear the train outside, you know, excuse that. That's a train. <laughs> the on Trump it. train. Yep, that's a tr- train on its way to Whipple's <laughs> house for those uh, NBA comments. But going back to the Nets, they're going to be really interesting. Steve Nash, we get to see his head coaching debut. KD loves him a lot. He worked with KD at Golden State when Steve Nash was an assistant. I think Steve Nash is going to, you know, get Kyrie Irving to get more craftier. Steve Nash, obviously, two-time MVP, legendary point guard. He can help Kyrie a lot, but uh, the rumor on the street is Kyrie doesn't like Steve Nash. It's going to be interesting uh, season for them. The East is always easy. I don't think Brooklyn's, you know, that serious of the contenders. Obviously, KD's great. Kyrie's okay, but – you got to have more than those two. And DeAndre Jordan's getting pretty old. It's going to be interesting to say the least, but gun to my head right now, I think Milwaukee wins the East next year. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, anyways, before I fall asleep here with all the NBA <laughs> talk, I, I want to jump into what people actually care about, and that's going to be college football here tomorrow. We have a huge slate of games. I mean, we're talking Pac-12 is back for the first time of the year. I think me and you are on the same page here. I mean, I'm staying away from anything Pac-12 related just because, again, we don't know what the hell is going on with Pac-12. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it is, 100% yeah. agree with it. Look at it like this. If you would have bet week one on the Big Ten, you would have had – everyone would have bet for Penn State winning and Michigan State winning, and look what happened. Michigan State loses to Rucker. Penn State loses to Indiana on the most controversial call I've seen all season. So, yeah, 100% stay away from Pac-12 while it's the first week. We're not going to touch it all. It's not worth it. Yep, totally agree. And it's crazy, too. I mean, right now, even with the Big Ten, I mean, we had Michigan State last week plus 25 opening line, and they won the game. So, a lot of things still up in the air right now with a crazy college football season, but I think Pac-12 definitely staying away there. A couple of the games that do intrigue me, are, uh, you know, obviously what we're watching right now, actually, as I say this right now, uh, San Jose State just scored to 
pretty much confirmed that they're going to beat San Diego State. A lot of people like San Diego State. Minus nine here, um, down 11 with a minute 30 left. So it looks like – and we're going to get beat on that one too. I mean, I loved it. The public loved it. But it looks like we're going to get beat there. Um, another one too that's going on right now, 23-3 to uh, BYU over Boise State. I mean, you talk about a team right now that maybe is the hottest team on the planet in BYU. A lot of people didn't have the faith coming in with uh, you know BYU – Going into Boise State, they, they just didn't think he was going to get it done, but it looks like they're going to get that one done. But for tomorrow, the, the main ones that I want to talk about, I think the big one, obviously, is Clemson without Trevor Lawrence here playing Notre Dame. They're, they're minus five still. What do you see here? I see a lot of value for Notre Dame betters. No Trevor Lawrence. you got to realize they struggled last week against Boston College. They really struggled until uh, they got uh, back together after halftime. You know, Dabo – Got the troops rallied, but definitely stay away from this game. Uh, let's just start with that game because you teased it. Interesting week, college football, but I would say this is a game of the week. I think Clemson loses this game. I think they still get you know ranked top five. It's just karma to me because you got Trevor Lawrence coming into this college football season saying, fuck COVID, we want to play. You know, he said it more professional than that. Yeah. And now he's out in second week with it. The Trump effect, if you will. And yeah, I mean, I think it's actually interesting. I'm actually on the other side of you on this one. I think it's one that I'm not crazy about taking. But I think that Clemson team, I mean, realistically, that's an NFL team. I mean, we have Tyler Etienne still there. I mean, this this is a team that could probably win a couple games if they were playing the Jets for 16 games in a row. And, and I think Notre Dame, not that great this year. I, I don't see a lot of value with them. Uh, and I get Trevor Lawrence, the greatest player on the planet, is out. But again, I mean, we have a team that is so stacked with Clemson. I do see them winning this game. I think the points here are a little misleading. This minus five, it could go either way. I, I do see a Clemson win, maybe not the biggest win in the world, just because, again, no Trevor Lawrence. But if, if I'm leaning, I go Clemson. I think they're going to win. I think they will cover. But if I, if I had a gun to my head, I'm just going to take the bullet. But another one that I want to talk about, which is probably the other biggest game that a lot of people are talking about, is going to be Georgia minus three at the Swamp in Florida. Again, this is going to be another one, one of those SEC rivalries. I personally like Georgia minus three here. I think that defense is outstanding. But again, this is going to be a great game. What do you think? I think it's going to be a great game. I'm personally staying away from this. Gun to my head, I would put, you know, Georgia. And this is actually not in the Swamp. This is a game every year they play in Jacksonville at TIAA Bank Field. So it's kind of a, it's oh, neutral. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be a neutral territory because Jacksonville is halfway from Athens and Gainesville. But uh, I am just staying away from this game. I don't like Kyle Trash. I think he's – I call him Kyle Trash. But uh, I think he's suspect. Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be uh, the game of the day for everybody. And also this game – last yeah. year this game got snubbed. It was supposed to be college game day, but they had so many SEC uh, schools on game day, they gave it to Memphis SMU that week. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I mean, I think, honestly, now with the with what you're telling me about this thing not in the swamp, I like Georgia a little bit more here. I might be willing to throw a couple dollars down on the minus three. I think this is something that, you know, again, with that Georgia defense, I'm not crazy about, like you said, trash there. I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. I, I think this is going to be a good one to throw in some parlays overall. I mean, if you're thinking Georgia money line, just to make those those parlays a little bit juicier, I think that could be a good go. But, again, with that not being in the swamp, I kind of like Georgia's minus, Georgia minus three here. Um, and then to kind of wrap things up in the college football world, 
again, you know, we, we talked on a little bit of SEC, a little ACC. I want to jump into the Big Ten. And, you know, we have Michigan, a team that's coming off an absolute heartbreaker. People are calling for Jim Harbaugh's job. They hate this guy. And I'm talking Michigan fans. They hate this guy. They want his head. They want him gone. We have Michigan minus three and a half versus Indiana, a, a strong Indiana team, an Indiana team that beat Penn State. This is this is a hard one for me. I, I like to say Michigan bounces back here. I like to say they cover the spread, but I'm just not com- I'm just not confident in Harbaugh. I just don't know that he has anything in the tank. I'm not sure here. Again, this is another one I stay away from. I do lean Michigan. Again, I think this is another one to maybe throw in a parlay. Maybe even a Georgia Michigan money line parlay. I, I you know, I, I think that's one of those situations that could be a good play. What do you think? I am staying away from this game. I do say Michigan, if I have to bet it, I don't like Joe Milton. I think he's trash. I think Indiana's been playing teams tough this year. I mean, they beat Penn State, but ultimately going back down to Harbaugh, you have to win this game. And it doesn't matter if he wins all the games of the season. If he loses Ohio State this year, you have to fire him. I just don't see how you can't keep him. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely agree. And again, I mean, especially with a Michigan Michigan State loss and another Ohio State loss, another Ohio State loss would make him one in seven against Michigan State and Ohio State. I mean, what's the point of bringing this guy in if he's just going to get handled every year? I, I'm not, you know, I just don't understand it. Yeah, 100% agree. I also think that last week the Michigan State loss was beyond embarrassing for him. So if he loses this Indiana game, do you think they're going to you know, keep Harbaugh the rest of the season? Or are they going to can him early? I mean, he's got to be gone. I, I mean, the only thing that I would I would guess is if, if they don't have, any, have anyone in the hopper, they'll keep him. But, you know, if, if they got someone ready to take over a head coach, yeah, he's gone. And I, but just, I, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. I yeah. want to say uh, there's one more interesting game this week, and that's going to be West Virginia-Texas for all you Big 12 fans out there. Texas is a six-point favorite. They're ranked 22. Both are four and two. This game's in Texas. This is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, no, totally. And we are going to be tweeting out um, the over for this. I love the over. I know you love the over. We're going over here. I think there could be 400 points scored in this game. This is These are two teams that they don't even know how to sell defense. So I, I like the over here. Um, I, I'm staying away, you know, on the points here. I'm staying away on who's even going to win this game. I like West Virginia. Texas has gone damn near into overtime every single game they played. And so I'm staying away with, you know, the, the spread, but I love the over here. I'm seeing hammer the over. If you're following us on Twitter at lock in bets, you're going to see hammer that over. Uh, but, but really, I guess now that we've kind of wrapped up some of the things here on those Saturday games, I do want to transition a little bit into Sunday. I mean, we have a big slate of games here on Sunday. I don't want to get into all of them just because, you know, we got to send you guys over to our Twitter. You guys got to check it out. You know, we don't want to give you all the locks here on the podcast, but you know, we, we have a big slate of games. The biggest one that I wanted to talk about, was first and foremost the Steelers. Again, we talked about on the last episode, big-time win against Baltimore in Baltimore. Now they head to Dallas. That's another road game. We have a minus 14-and-a-half-point spread. Do you think the Steelers Oh, easily, hands down. Cowboys are the worst team in the NFL. Ben DiNucci is a fraud. Uh, he, it, he looks like a deer stuck in headlights. Steelers are playing lights out. Only undefeated team left in football. I'm saying Steelers win this game by 21 or more. What about you? See, I, I'm not sure. I mean, the Steelers are one of those teams that they could win this thing 6 nothing and win, get out of here with the win. I also, again, could see them winning this thing 38-3. to I am going to stay away. Anytime it's a higher spread, over, anything over two touchdowns I don't love just because a lot of that garbage time stuff scares me. 
So I, I'm personally going to stay away from this one. Um, one that I do absolutely love, and this is the mortal lock of the decade. I mean, I am putting my foot down in the ground right now. This game will hit. I'm saying Ravens minus two versus the Colts. I mean, how does this game not hit? We have a we have a feisty Ravens team that, you know, they just got their hearts ripped out of them in Baltimore last week against Pittsburgh. And then we have a Colts team that really hasn't played anybody all year long. I, I love Ravens minus two here. If this line was Ravens minus 10, I still love this thing. So I love Ravens minus I two. I couldn't agree more. Think? I already bet three units on this game. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a bounce back game after getting embarrassed. I think he's going to show everyone that, yeah, he won the MVP last year and he still got it. I think T.Y. Hilton is trash. I had to drop him for my fantasy team. The interesting storyline for this game is going to be uh, Hollywood Brown. Last week he complained on Instagram and Twitter and quickly deleted his comments. He was quoting a paid in full quote that said something along the line of, if you're going to have good soldiers, why don't you use them? Showing his frustration against the you know coaching staff and possibly Lamar. I love Ravens minus two. I think it's going to be Ravens, you know, by 10. Now, I want to move on to my favorite game of the week. Bucks saints Sunday night football. Antonio Brown is back, baby. We got one of the greatest yeah. wide receivers of all time back. I, hey, I got a special player prop for all of you guys out there. All you fucking locksmiths. Hammer AB anytime touchdown score. Any. You got to. Oh, he's yeah. going to go off. He's going to, he's going to show everyone why he deserved to be back. No, I love that. I think, uh, you know, the, the bromance there with Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady's going to be going to this guy a lot. Um, I love this game, too. Again, I know we talked last podcast about me loving the Bucks here. This is a revenge game to me for Tom Brady. You know, if, if we don't remember, he got embarrassed here week one in New Orleans. He's going back to Tampa. AB, the AB return, revenge game. This thing's got Buccaneers plus, or I'm sorry, minus four and a half written all over it. I like the Bucks here. Um, from what I'm seeing in the latest reports here, though, is that Michael Thomas is going to be back. He's going to be a full participant in this game. Does that affect it? Or do we oh, Mike Thomas here? definitely affects it, and that's why I have Saints plus four and a half. I think the Bucks ultimately went on a field goal, but with Mike Thomas being back, it's going to be interesting. I want to see who has more yards, A.B. or Mike Thomas. I'm going to you know, have a player prop parlay being the parlay prince of the South. I'm going to hammer both the A.B. Yeah. and Mike Thomas over yards. No, absolutely. I, I mean, if, if I would guess, I'm going to go Michael Thomas. Assuming he is healthy, I don't know how much he is going to play. I just think there's so many damn weapons there in Tampa that, you know, you can't rely on, on A.B. to just run the run it up. But another game that I wanted to talk about is, you know, maybe two of the best teams here in the NFL. We have the Seahawks minus four traveling to Buffalo. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I like Seahawks here. I think the Seahawks are just one of the greatest teams in the NFL right now. I think the same for the Bills. The Bills have been struggling as of late. Again, I, I do like to see the Seahawks cover this minus four. I'm going to stay away here, but if I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean Seahawks. Yeah, 100% agree. Think? DK Metcalf is the best wide receiver in football. Russell Wilson is obviously the MVP this year, unless anything crazy happens with Aaron Rodgers or, uh, or Mahomes, but I like Bills. I'm I'm betting on this game. I got Bills, but don't be surprised if uh, – excuse me, I'm betting on the Seahawks this game. Don't be surprised if the Bills were to win. Both are pretty evenly matched, both six-win teams. These are two teams where I could see the Seahawks going to the NFC Championship and the Bills going to the AFC Championship. One thing to note, though, Chris Carson is out, so if you got him in fantasy, make sure he's benched. 
Uh, TJ Yeldon on the Bills is also out. Yeah, no, and, and that, I mean that's going to be a big one. I mean they had him, they had without uh, Carson last week. Obviously, was an effect. Um, again, this is one that I stay away from. I do lean Seahawks, like I said. But the last one that I want to talk about, as far as this weekend's games, it's it's got to be Broncos plus four going to Atlanta. I mean, these are two teams. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't had a read on Atlanta since 20, 2016, being honest. I, I mean, I just – I don't know how this team plays. This team looks like it could win the Super Bowl, but it's also one of the worst teams in the league right now. So, I always stay away Atlanta. But, again, I, I guess really to bring it up, I, I, I love talking about the Broncos here. I mean, Drew Locke, feisty kid, crazy win last week. You know, I, I think this is one of those things, plus four, if the Falcons do win, I think they win small. I think they win by maybe a few points here. If you're sitting at home, maybe trying to throw something in here as far as maybe a late parlay or something, I think Broncos plus four could be a move. Again, I'm personally staying away. But again, if you're looking to fill up a parlay, I think this Fuck could be a no, good this play. is what the ultimate think? lock. This is your fucking spaz lock of the night. Broncos plus 175 money line, whatever the hell you can get them at. Right now, they're at plus 175. This game just smells like Atlanta blowing a 20-point lead in the fourth. It's a perfect storm because you got the Broncos who every single week find a way to either come back or almost come back and win. Every single week, the Atlanta Falcons are up, and they blow it. One thing to know also is Calvin Ridley is a game-time decision, but I love the Broncos this week. I can see a uh, Drew Locke dance again to young Jeezy on the field. I can envision that. I'm going Broncos money on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so as it stands right now, like I said, I'm staying away. This is Spaz's, uh, you know, lock of the day here. I mean, I think it's fair to say if, if they don't pull this thing out and you let the listeners down, you might have to sing some oh, Young Jeezy next week. I will sing a Young Jeezy song next week. Uh, I got one last question for you in the NFL. <laughs> Do you think the winner of the Bucks-Saints yeah. game determines the winner of the NFC South? I I would have to say yes. I mean, I don't see a lot of other competition in this in this division. Again, I think Bucks. As we see this thing get down to the last, you know, really five weeks of the season, you're going to see the Bucks really step on it. Um, I don't think it's going to be close in this division as we come down the stretch here. But I think it's it's got to be between the Bucks Saints. Um, well, I mean, what do you think? Where, where are you leaning as far? Yeah, as I hundred percent agree. Goes? It's obviously between these two teams, but I I just think whoever wins this game Sunday is going to ultimately win the division because it's just going to show who wants it more. And I think the division is going to be separated by a game or a half a game. So uh, I think the Bucks end up winning the NFC South, but I think the Sunday night football game is the best game of the week. And it's really disappointing. You have a great Sunday night game, and then you have a shitty Monday night game with Jets Patriots. Yeah, I hate that. Absolutely hate that. I mean, again, I think Sunday night is going to be great. Monday night, eh, we'll see. I mean, I think – you know, the, the Patriots are one of those teams that maybe they could even lose this game. But I, I'm staying away on that one. But really, I guess to kind of wrap things up, I mean, I think it, it's going to be a good it's, it's a good weekend for football. I mean, anytime we have football on, it's a great weekend. Um, a lot to watch for in both NFL and college football. Uh, as I'm sitting here right now watching the BYU Boise State game, would you believe this game is BYU 38 to three on Boise State? Again, this BYU team is serious. They, they went out to the Smurf turf. 38 to 3. This game was this game was BYU minus 3 and, and you still got you still right got now. a whole you I mean, still got another quarter. Right this is ridiculous. We, 
We got another quarter we, here. We have a whole another quarter here. This we have some followers, team is you know, chirping us in the mission, saying that they like Boise State, but how can you not go with BYU? They're about to be eight and zero. Yeah, eight and zero and a commanding eight and zero. I mean, you travel to the Smurf turf at night too. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Boise State, they're in these dark black uniforms they look good if i'm playing boise state and they're in their black uniforms i'm lucky to put up 10 points and they're up 38-3 right now fourth quarter it, and that, that's and, obviously that, a done deal oh, i'm sorry oh, I zach a, wilson has yeah, an 86.3 qbr it's the ninth best qbr in college football he's got 19 picks two interceptions that's the best uh, touchdown interception ratio with any quarterback who's thrown over 15 touchdowns this season and he's still gonna eat do you think it, it would be any way possible for BYU star. to make the college football playoffs? You know, I do. And I, the reason why I say that, I mean, I think after this game, you're going to see them jump seven, if not six. And again, all the craziness going on with short seasons, Michigan's already out of the college football playoff. If Ohio State can find a loss somewhere, no one from the Big Ten's getting in. Um, Pac-12, I don't think even if, if players are if teams are going 8-0 in the Pac-12, I don't see anyone getting in their year. So I think this is the year. I mean, we could see some absolute magic with BYU sneaking into the playoffs. It would be How absolutely crazy. crazy. Be? And they only got two games left. They got a you know, tune-up uh, tune game with North Alabama, pretty much a D5 school if that was a thing. And then their last game is San Diego State, who obviously shit the bed tonight. So I think uh, BYU finished – it's a sport. Yeah, don't forget, don't forget the conference championship too. I mean, if, if all goes well, they're eleven and zero, and I think they get a big. That'd be absolutely madness if there was ever time for college football to expand the playoffs or let you know, uh, not power five team in. This would be the year. I could see it. Yep, craziness. A lot to watch for this weekend. We're super glad you could join us this week as well for the last two podcasts. Again, you guys know us. We love throwing out bets to you guys. We love when you guys come in our DMs, ask us questions, give us any advice, anything like that. We love to hear from you guys. So follow us at LockInBets, at LockSports on Instagram. Um, the YouTube channels, we're working our way there. I have to say right now, we just created a TikTok. So we're still new with the TikTok. I don't know if I'm ready to give you guys the, the username on the TikTok yet. We'll see. Maybe in the next episode, I'll drop that. But, you know, we love to have you guys along. Yeah, Guys, I just want to say I know these locksmiths are all degenerate, so keep gambling. I don't care if you have a dollar left to your name. Do a crazy parlay. And if you ever check into rehab for gambling, go fuck yourself. Yep, totally agree. Scared money ain't making money. Peace, Peace out, guys. We'll see you next episode.